0: Women Taking the Lead, episode 187.
1: You know, I would probably say don't let other people's opinions about you and about life determine how you feel about yourself and what you can accomplish.
0: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to WomenTakingTheLead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at zebralovewebsolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Dana Zarcone, who is known as the Liberating Leadership Coach. She is passionate about helping her clients live all in and full out, step into their power and enjoy epic success in life and business. Dana has her masters in counseling, is a national certified counselor, certified core energetics practitioner, certified life coach and energy healer. She's the founder of Source Your Joy and is a motivational speaker author and host of the Your Shift Matters podcast. Dana, it's such a pleasure to have you here. But you know, that's just a little intro, just a peek at who you really are. So if you could tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings.
1: I will. Thank you. First of all, Jody, so much for having me. I really it's just such an honor to be on your podcast. And I know this has been around for a while and it's been so successful. So I'm just really very, very pleased to be here with you. So thank you for having me first and foremost. I appreciate that. Um, so for me, humble beginnings, gosh, where do I start? Uh, I'm from New Mexico. I grew up in Albuquerque and we were, um, we grew up in a modest, middle-class family. But the interesting thing about my childhood is I actually was a minority in school. It was interesting because my school was primarily Hispanic. And so as a white Caucasian female, I was minority and I was discriminated against. I <laughs> I experienced a lot of discrimination growing up where the um, the Hispanics didn't like the huera, the blondie, the gringa. And um, so it was a really interesting childhood growing up, having to really deal with a lot of bullying and discrimination and so forth. But uh, it's interesting because now that I look back at it, it definitely uh, was very character building for me, uh, to say the least. And it's really great for me to be able to understand uh, what it's like to go through that so I can be so sympathetic and compassionate to other people who have the same experience.
0: Yeah, it's always interesting. I I love when someone underscores that it's the the hard times in our lives, that actually make us more empathetic and, and helpers of other people, you know, and, you know, as a business owner, you often hear the saying, you know, your, your, your mess is your message. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're designed to, you know, when we've come through something, to turn around and give a helping hand to those who come after us who've gone through something similarly. And it's so great to hear you. And I and I can kind of see your journey through counseling because I was um I was a graduate student working on my master's in counseling psychology. So I know the passion of wanting to help people and wanting to get trained to really help people too. And now you have your own business and you're just you're helping people in all areas of their life. And I can just hear, you know, the excitement, the joy and the passion you have for what you do. And and we've obviously chatted before this conversation, too, just so people know, Dana and I did have a chance to connect um, via Skype a couple months ago, um, and just like connected with you right then. And I love mm-hmm. your confidence and your conviction about what you're up to in your life. And if you don't mind, Dana, I always like to start, um, this conversation kind of like leveling the playing field. I think a lot of people listening probably connected to you. Cause I think a lot of us have, have, uh, can connect with a, a, a grammar junior high school story of being bullied, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely have that in my background and can connect with that one. But if you could share with us a story about a playing small moment you have, you know, one of those times where you just didn't realize like what you were capable of. And so you played smaller than you could have, and probably in retrospect realized like, Oh my goodness, I was so much better. I could have been in that moment. So if you could share with us that story and the lessons you've learned.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily a moment, so to speak, but I do know that I had a theme of that throughout my life. So when I was growing up, my parents had pretty high expectations. It was They had this roadmap kind of planned out for me that I was going to go to college, I was going to graduate, I was going to get a good job in corporate America, and those kinds of things. And I followed that path. You know, you look at your parents for guidance and for leadership, and I saw them as knowing what was right for me being my parents. And so I did exactly what was expected of me. I went to college, got great grades, and I was very fortunate that DuPont... Uh, Hired me right out of college, and I worked with them for 24 years climbing the corporate ladder. They actually put me into their senior uh, leadership development program. So they had me in all facets of the business and they moved me around a lot. And I had it was a great, great company to work for, fantastic jobs, and I got paid really well. Uh, But the bad thing about that was that I wasn't really fulfilled. And it was probably back in 1991, kind of in the middle of my career, if you will. Um, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time, and I absolutely loved living there. It was fantastic, and DuPont was talking, it was time for me to move again, and I didn't really want to leave. And so I told my mom, I said, I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to get my master's in psychology. And my mom at the time, she completely discouraged me from doing that. And I think now looking back, part of it was she loved being able to be so Proud of me and brag about me to her friends about how successful her daughter was, and I was kind of like a trophy, if you will. And I know that sounds—I don't mean that in a very uh, in a very cocky way. It was really kind of sad because she was she used me as a way to make herself look better to everybody. And I didn't know it at the time, of course, but then, you know, she discouraged me and said, oh my gosh, you know, that's not the right. And every psychologist I know, their kids are all screwed up and whatever story she wanted to make at the time around that. And so I stayed the course and I did another, you know, 10, 15 years. And I was really successful in the Business world, but I seriously just was not happy. So eventually, thankfully, DuPont actually paid for my master's in counseling, which was really cool. And um, I was able to double dip. So I moonlighted as a therapist in the evenings and I worked my career in DuPont, um, obviously before kids. But my playing small piece of that was just really, you know pleasing my parents. I mean, I knew in my heart that I was meant for something bigger. I knew in my heart that I was destined to have a huge impact on the world and on people and individuals in particular to really help people step in their power. And when I got my master's, I had specialized in domestic abuse. And I remember being uh, really connected to myself and in a way with my heart and my passion when I was leading women's groups. and. I just had a way with them about really inspiring them to stand in their power and embrace all of who they are and not make their experiences define who they are as people. And it became a huge passion of mine. So eventually, I just knew that's where I needed to go. I needed to leave the corporate world and go follow my dream and become a a coach. And so that's what I've done. But I played small for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And what do you put into practice now, Dana, so that you don't find yourself kind of falling back into that old default pattern of like just kind of staying the course because it's it's kind of simple and easy and it's what people are expecting. You know, one thing
1: I am addicted to personal development. I am a personal development enthusiast, so I'm constantly taking classes and reading books and, you know, and talking to great people about learning about how how they've approached life and what they've done to become the, the best of who they are. And so I'm very fascinated by that kind of stuff. So I do a lot of that kind of work, just really being very introspective. And I constantly ask myself the question, Is this decision or what I'm doing right now, is it in service and in line with my path, with my divine path and where I'm supposed to be going in my life? And if the answer is no, I know I need to take a deep breath and redirect and course correct.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's always good to put something in place that keeps us because it's easy to fall back into old patterns if we're not being mindful of it or if we don't have practices in place that keep us, you know, on track and moving forward. So that's fantastic. Right. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is around mindset, because you can get
1: when you do get in those patterns and you're not willing to break those patterns and change things up. Lots of times there could be a mindset issue, too. Uh, which could be, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection. You know, if you want to change your life and you want to change your, your trajectory and your direction, you've got to make those changes yourself. No one can do them for you. And so if you're not stepping out and making those changes, what is it that's got you stuck? Why are you stuck? And what limited belief, what thought pattern do you have that's got you locked in this pattern that's not in service of your highest good?
0: Awesome. And now, Dana, if you could share with us another time in your journey where you had a wake up call, Um, could have been the light bulb moment or like a slow dawning. But usually there's a moment where you're ready to take action. So for this story, if you could tell us what led up to that moment and the steps that you took that led. To your success?
1: Mm. So I decided to make the leap, obviously, and leave the corporate world and become a coach. And I was really, really passionate about doing that, become this entrepreneur. And at the time, you know, with my uh, career path with DuPont, I was uh, a really strong, high powered leader. I mean, I got pretty high on the corporate ladder. And I thought, wow, being an entrepreneur is going to be fairly easy you know i can tackle this i can handle this and i really underestimated how hard it was and i also underestimated how much i didn't know really who i was and by that i mean i had identified myself with my job title i identified myself with my paycheck so when someone say who is dana who are you? Oh, I'm a regional innovation manager or I'm a director of this or – and I really didn't realize it until uh, I hit some hard times. that I had lost my identity. My identity was what I was doing or the title of who I was. So when I jumped into this whole entrepreneurship, I had no idea how much fear I had and how much confidence I lacked. And I was going down this path and year over year I wasn't getting anywhere and I was becoming depressed and second-guessing my sense of self-worth and all those kinds of things. And I remember it was like 2.30 in the morning in the middle of the night. And I had put on – I woke up, and I was really upset, and my heart was just literally breaking into a million pieces. I was just – not about anything particular. I just seriously hit my rock bottom. And I put my uh, iTunes on, and I was listening to a song by Whitney Houston called I Look to You. And I don't know if you've ever heard that song before, but that song talks about I've kind of done everything I can possibly do, and now I'm looking to you, and I'm giving up. And at least that's the way I interpreted the song at the time. And I literally was on the bathroom floor, cold tile and everything for probably two, almost three hours, just bawling. And I was praying to God saying, I am never the type to commit suicide. I would never do that. But I want you to know that when you want to bring me home, I will not fight it. I am ready when you are and please make it sooner rather than later, (laughs) you know, and, but I had hit my rock bottom and I had gone, just felt like a failure and didn't, like I said, didn't know, I wasn't grounded in myself and who I was and I had lost my way. And the next day, you know, kind of recovering, you know, know, when you have a really hard cry, you kind of feel like. You got the crying hangover, yes. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah. like, you feel like you've been hit by a bus, and uh, i def- the next morning I was like I woke up and I felt like I'd been hit by the bus, and I thought, "Holy cow, how did I get here? How did I get here?" And there was this little ember, this spark inside of me. Call it spirit, higher power, God, me connected to my higher self, whatever. But it was that thing, this little tap thing. Dana, you're so much better than this. There's plans for you. You have an amazing life ahead of you. You have work to do. You're here for a reason. And you need to figure this out and go find that path and start to live it. This is not you. And um, it took a lot of soul searching to ultimately get to where I am today where I can even talk about that story because, of course, you know, that kind of story can come with a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, my gosh, people like me don't have breakdowns on a bathroom floor because I'm strong and I can handle anything. But the reality is I'm human and we all have those kinds of rock bottom moments and everybody's rock bottom is different. It's all relative. Right. But that was mine. And it really uh, looking back, it was a blessing in disguise because I wouldn't be where I am today if I had not had
0: that experience. Dana, thank you so much for sharing that story. You had me like if I had to talk about two minutes ago, I I would have you would have heard my voice cracking, (laughs) being all choked up. And, you know, and I and those who who have started their own business, you know, they. I I know I do. I know they can definitely relate to that identity crisis that you go through when you don't have your job title anymore and people can easily identify what you do in the world. But when you say you're the owner of a business, like there's skepticism. You know, on the other part, I found when I started my business, it was much harder to convey my value um, to other people. Then say, oh, I'm the assistant vice president of corporate quality and immediately mm-hmm. get respect. But when I say, oh, I'm a coach. Right. People were like, yeah, <laughs> right. And
1: There's also something about being a coach where it's intangible. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I said if I own a brick and mortar and I said I'm a restaurant owner that has a whole different feel than I'm a coach, like, did you just mm-hmm. hang out a shingle?
0: You yeah. know,
1: what? It, okay, you're a coach. Great, Yeah. you
0: know. Yeah. and I didn't have the bathroom floor moment. I had the living room floor moment and it was <laughs> the summertime, right? And you brought me right back there. You know, that moment when you just, it was painful, it was poignant, and it was powerful. Like, can I mm. still do this? Can, I don't think I can keep going. And it was just the thought of like quitting and going back to working in a corporate position, having a nine to five job that, I had such a visceral negative reaction to that thought that I knew there was no going back. Right. And And that's that's what got me up.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I'll have to say that, you know, I did carry a lot of shame around that story. And it took me so long before I'd finally even talk about that story publicly, much less to even my closest friends, because, again, I had this I carry myself as I'm strong and I can handle anything and I've got my shit together and all Mm -hmm. of this. And so to go through that experience, it was really you know, horrific. But I found that once I was able to share my story, that story no longer had power over me. I wasn't mm-hmm. hiding, you know, behind and living in this facade, right? I was calling a spade as a spade, and I'm putting myself out there in a very real way. And all of a sudden, that story didn't carry the shame that it carried before because now it's just it's just part of my journey.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I'm very curious now, now that you, you're post tile floor, <laughs> bathroom tiled floor, um, and I know you've grown and developed and your your business just is so rocking right now. Um, I'm curious um, because I always want to know how people would self-describe their leadership style because you and I both know there are fundamentals to leadership that are just important. You have to be a good communicator, good listener, develop relationships. But there are nuances to leadership that come from our past experiences, our strengths, our personality types. So Dana, how would you describe your leadership style?
1: That is a really good question. And I appreciate some of the examples you just used around good communication skills and those kinds of things. Those are, in my opinion, tactical. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I think the leadership style that I have is really very much about leading from the inside out. And it's one of the things I do with my clients is helping them step into their power as a leader in life and business. But you don't do it from learning tactical skills, right? How to motivate your team. You learn from uh, about your own having self-compassion about yourself and knowing who you are as a person and leading from a genuine place versus a place of ego, of power, um, those kinds of things, because it really is so important to lead authentically, right? And so my leadership style is really very much about being compassionate and sympathetic, uh, and humble for sure, and non-judgmental. And I think really I'm kind of gentle but firm, because I do have a um, very compassionate and understanding. But at the same time, I'll hold you accountable. You know the the victim place that a lot of people want to live in. I'm really very firm about helping people see when they're living in that place and bringing them out of that, so they can assume self responsibility and have more accountability for their journey.
0: And Dana, now I'm really interested in this. What's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I got a few things, actually. My um, I'm co-authoring a book. I'm doing an anthology with a wonderful group of women, and the book should be out um, in early December, so maybe even before this podcast gets published. But it is called The No BS Truth, What It Really Takes to Build a Business, which I find ironic given the context of the conversation we've had about <laughs> yeah. how hard it is to build a business, right? It's not just make money while you sleep and build it and they will come. It's a lot right. of work. And so it's all of us getting together, sharing our stories about uh, – you know, going from rock bottom and then building successful businesses. Uh, So that's one. The other thing I'm really excited about is I have – Um, pulled more tools into my toolbox, if you will. You mentioned the energy healing piece, and I've been studying energy medicine, which I'm really excited about because it's allowing me to cast a much broader net and help people in a different way and bring different tools and techniques to my client in a way that I feel is best going to serve each individual. And I'm now able to do a lot of work uh, globally where I don't have to be in the room with people. So that's really awesome, awesome. I'm loving, loving the energy work that I'm That I'm studying. And then thirdly, uh, I just got done launching my own podcast, which is Your Shift Matters. And it's important to say shift, S H I F T. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's really around the premise of your shift matters. Kinda you have to deal with your shit in order to make a shift again, leading life from the inside out, really healing and going through that process. And I'm really excited about that. In fact, you're going to be a guest on my podcast, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. about having you. And I've had just amazing women um, on that podcast that have exposed their own underbelly and told their stories about you know facing adversity and going from rock bottom to rock star. So it's a really great
0: podcast. Love it. And on the flip side of things, Dana, what would you say is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? Mine is
1: it's probably a good challenge to have, but it's a pain and thorn in my side right now is that uh, taking on this podcast, as you know, podcasts Mm -hmm. are a lot of work, which I underestimated. And, uh, so now I'm really in a point where I need to find a VA because now I'm just so focused, all of the stuff that has to happen around social media, podcast production, all that kind of stuff has me working in my business rather than being where I want to be, which is working directly with clients and working on my business and doing what I know in my heart I'm meant to do to serve others. And so in order to allow myself to do that, I've got to suck it up and finally hire a VA, I think. So I'm looking at getting that. <laughs> (laughs) done in the very near future.
0: Yeah. And for those who VA is a new term for you, it stands for virtual assistant. Who is that person who can do all the things that Dana was talking about, like doing the WordPress, doing the social media, the production of the podcast, all of that. So they don't have to work right next to you in your office. They can work in their office virtually. So I find every now and again, when I say VA, people are like, what is that? I'm like, where have you been? Virginia? Virginia? (laughs) (laughs) What about Virginia? Right? I'm like, you just, when you, when you have a business that is going online or is online, you're just in that world and all the acronyms just become (laughs) second nature and you forget some people don't have online businesses. So that's really great, and speaking of you know the people you have around you, Dana, can you just give us a quick overview of the people you have who are supporting you and helping you to you know hit the level of success that you already have but also to grow even more
1: you know uh friends and family first and foremost, there's been a lot of people that have really uh, extended the olive branch and they've been very supportive and you know kind of held me when I wanted to collapse and they have you know, giving me the confidence when sometimes I wasn't so sure and that kind of thing. And so it's been really great to have those kinds of people around me. But I will tell you one thing that's really been an amazing part of my journey has been the virtual friends like yourself that I have met over, you know, the last year, year and a half. Once I've gotten more deeper into the virtual world, I can't believe how many amazing People I have met, in particular women, that have just been so supportive and giving me advice, and you know, you know being great sounding boards for me and mentors and support. You know, my support network—it's been absolutely unbelievable. So I'm just so thankful for all of these great women that I've met, and a lot of them I've never even met in person, but I consider them some of my dearest friends.
0: Yeah, I think that's important, too, especially because a lot of us, when we first start our businesses, we're solopreneurs. We don't have a team, but, you know, and there can be this feeling of isolation and loneliness, but you don't really have to go it alone. There are so many other people who are now connecting in LinkedIn groups and Facebook groups and mastermind communities that, you know, you can connect with one another, even if you don't live in the same town. And it it is fantastic. I agree with you.
1: Right. Yeah, it's great.
0: And Dana, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So Tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader?
1: You know what? I, where I balance my energy every single day. I do, if anybody's interested, it's called um, Donna Eden. It's her energy medicine stuff that I'm studying. She has what's called a five-minute energy routine. I do that every day. It kind of helps to get you grounded and get you clear and focused, and it's just amazing.
0: And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? A book I absolutely love is
1: Thrive by Arianna Huffington. It is fantastic. But I'll tell you, there's also two other books that are really simple, but and they read very easy, but they're really kind of deep if you think about what's really being said in these books. And that's called Eat That Frog and
0: Who Moved My Cheese? Those are my other two faves. Yeah, those are those are good. Uh, I, I did a whole uh, Who Moved My Cheese program when I was in corporate. They like brought in, like bought everybody the books and we did mm-hmm. training programs yep. on that. <laughs> and that's how right. I got
1: it. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. And Dana, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm.
1: You know, I would probably say don't let other people's opinions about you and about life determine how you feel about yourself and what you can accomplish.
0: And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Ooh,
1: um, one that I love is our deepest fear isn't that we're inadequate. It's that we're powerful beyond measure and that there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so others won't feel insecure around
0: you. I love that quote. Marianne Williamson. Got it, girl. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) And lastly, Dana, what is the best way for this community to connect with you?
1: So I have several. Obviously, I'm on social media. Um, Most of my accounts are under my name Dana Zarcone. obviously they can find me in iTunes and look up podcast your shift matters which would be great love it if listeners listen to those episodes and uh, Facebook I do have a page a business page source your joy where I post a lot of motivational tips techniques and strategies and so they can find me there as well but I'm I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for the most part. Nice.
0: And for those of you listening, I'm going to have all of the links that Dana's been sharing in the episode and the ones she mentioned at the end, all in the show notes page at womentakingthelead.com. And Dana, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you.
1: Oh, thank you. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Thanks so much, Jody.
0: Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us.